Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners, and welcome to episode 96 of the Sacred Icon podcast. Today, it is just Brian here with our buddy, Joe Smalley, who is our editor for YouTube. Uh, Josh is out for the time being. We're going to talk to him about how he got into Halo and uh, what what kind of work he does with video editing and how he got into that. So, Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I actually just hit Joe up like uh, less than 10 minutes ago. I'm like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? And I was like, he was hell like, yeah. Yeah, before, well, before I told him it was for the podcast, he, I was like, do you have an hour? And he's like, ah, probably not. And then I'm like, it's for the podcast. He's like, you know, I think I can make an hour. I think time. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, how it be. <laughs> yeah, so here we are. Uh, this will just be, it'll be a, a little bit on the shorter side, guys, but uh, I'm trying to get this in. Uh, this week, so you guys can have an episode because I'm currently recording an episode with Alex covering the Divine Wind book that just came out covering the spoilers. But as you guys can imagine, I'm not going to put that episode up right away because it's got spoilers in it. So I'm going to wait for that. But this will be the episode for the week. Um, man, Joe, when like take us back to the very beginning. Everyone loves to hear these stories of when you first got into Halo. What was mm. your first exposure to it? When did you see it? When did you get into it? Take us back. Um. So originally, I'm gonna take you well back. So I got into like I'll, I'll I'll get it as short as I can before we get into Halo. So the gaming side, I got into gaming personally through my uncle. So he had a Nintendo 64 and he had a PlayStation One. And the first game I ever played was Metal Gear Solid, and that was like the first game that I played absolutely in love with. Uh, just the story side and the narrative side and the characters. And I didn't understand really any of it. Like I understood the, the sort of visual themes and I, I understood kind of just the story in a very slight sense. But then essentially I tried his Nintendo 64 and the first shooter I played was um, Goldeneye as a lot of people's first shooter mm-hmm. will be. And I absolutely loved that. But I always thought, and this was like when I was maybe four or five. I don't, I don't know. It's it's very old now, obviously. But um, I like always felt there was something a little bit off with Goldeneye. Like I just couldn't like not. I, obviously, at the time, I wasn't I wasn't sort of intelligent enough to like critique the controls and stuff. Yeah. But I always I couldn't get into the 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 controller, you know, with the middle joystick and stuff. Um, and I played a load of other N64 games, a load of PS1 games, and the PS2 was out at that point as well. But then 
my stepdad got me on my fifth birthday got me a xbox original um and let's just say like with it i was i, I unboxed it and i was like everyone was around me all family and friends and i was just like this is great and literally the world just stopped um mm. i remember thinking it was really heavy um way more than the ps2 because by the point I got the PS2, you had the slim one. You remember the slim? Yeah. Um, yep. The weird thing. Yeah. That, it was like a notebook. That was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and essentially what happened was is um, with it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Going to plug it in. And then he gave me Halo Combat Evolved. And I remember playing it, like putting it on and just sitting there like at the main menu screen for maybe 20, 30 minutes, literally. Like, I mean, that might be a a massive felt exaggeration because like yeah it felt like it and i remember sitting there and and just like being completely enamored with the music and like the way the the panning of the the shot was with the halo ring and stuff like that um and then i played it and i dropped onto the ring and the second mission was where i was fully fully encapsulated with it you know like i think that's where it hit mission. most people yeah yeah because it was like okay like we're shooting like other games i was like oh green space man you know all that stuff um because i'm quite i would say like i'm quite a young generation to an extent to halo even though i absolutely adore it like compared to you and josh and stuff like well it's, i was very impressed yeah, it's funny how it's 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 spread out like that because let's see you're are you 24 is that right i'm 22 22 okay even younger yes yeah, so you're 22 i'm 29 yeah. josh is josh is 32 i think he's 31 mm. or 32 uh, but the thing is like you know even me being like seven years older than you halo mm. one came out when i was nine yeah, so I was still like a little kid, and then so, you got people that were like, you know, teenagers, college age when Halo One came out. So it does kind of span like this long gap of people. I know there's a lot of people who like by the time they were of age to get into Halo, like mm-hmm. Halo Reach had just came out. So Halo Reach is really special to them. I think you're one of those people, kind of right. Like even though you started with Halo mm-hmm. One, like Reach was probably more than an impressionable age like lineup for you. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, and it just keeps kind of going that way. You know, you're gonna have all these kids coming in infinite. Uh, and then to take it one step back to what you were saying earlier about how, like, you play Metal Gear Solid and you were like, this is awesome and there's story and characters, but mm-hmm. I really don't, don't know what's going on. It's really cool how, like, I think we all have this, like, we're, we have these memories of playing games when we were younger and we have no idea why we thought something was cool or why we liked it, but we could yeah. just tell it was good. You know, yeah. like, when I first played Halo 2, I had no idea what any of the story was talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what an Arbiter was, what... You know, the great schism, like, none of this stuff made any sense to me, but I was just like, it's really cool, you know, but then you get older and you start to understand it and you can appreciate it another way. But anyways, yeah, uh, go ahead. Keep taking it through. On on that point, I think, like, just kind of tangent in a little bit, not to go too far astray, but in terms of of game design, um, and I'm not a game developer in any way, but, like, one of my biggest things is if you're going to create a video game... That is, I mean, Combat Evolved was mature rated, right? Like it was a pretty old, yeah. But I think in terms of game design, we always quite focus on the the nuances and the various things that make a game perfect and masterpieces and really efficiently, you know, well made. You know, we think of Red Dead Redemption 2, we think of the various Bungie Halos, um, and we just think of all these like absolute masterpieces in art and sort of technical achievement. But I also think... The thing that goes amiss when when we talk about these games and we critique them in reviews and, and analyses videos and stuff like that is how accessible it is for kids. And obviously the age rating is obviously dependent on this, but just in general, not just for kids, but for gamers that aren't necessarily so adept at the shooting and, and the platforming and stuff. I think that's a very small um, 
thing that we ever focus on. And I think that's a really important factor. But yeah, um, I think think it's always interesting, kind of a side mm. tangent again after that you brought up. But like, I think it's interesting that you see a lot of people in the community like really campaigning. I hope I, you know, I think it's officially teen now, but really hoping that mm. Halo Infinite is going to be rated M and like sure. we're talking about how much it matters that the game's rated M. And I'm just like, I've always thought that was kind of weird because I, I think it's just this like idea of like M makes it cooler or edgier. Sure. If you go back to the original trilogy, man, like I know why it was rated M. I mean, it was 2001 and there was tons of like alien gore all over the place and, and mm-hmm. shooting stuff. But like, if you think about, I mean, at least just the Halo original trilogy, man, like it is so light. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there's the, the worst cuss word is like maybe shit or ass. Mm. Um, there's just, there's some blood. I mean, it's it's not very vulgar or anything like that. I even remember go, uh, going to a church where in the Sunday school, they had a copy of Halo 3 for kids to play. <laughs> so I was like, what what the heck? But uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't think Halo needs to be uh, rated M. I think it's sure. just as cool without it but anyways yeah yeah i mean you can build that atmosphere without the uh the sticker of the m you know like absolutely it can, it can definitely do that and i mean it, it's i guess time flood gone. was probably it was part of it too the dismemberment and stuff yeah like that'll be it that was probably what what uh pushed it over the edge but they can build the atmosphere without it and on top of that like i think that age ratings are in a lot of ways are, are very much still the games that we see in the series is that sort of have continued but they've lessened in, in the case Halo is like like we're talking about is a perfect example of that. I think it's just a, a a society that's become a lot of we're very desensitized to that stuff now. So I think in in tangent and in relation to that, our the 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 ratings that we see on our products, on movies and film and and games and stuff like that, as in tangent dropped with our uh, right sort because of, we are desensitized. Yes. You're, you're yes. completely right. Um, I remember I mean, just like I remember talking to Josh mm. on the Game of Thrones episode about. Uh, which I know you haven't seen it, but there's an episode where a guy gets his head explode by sure. his head. This guy's head explodes by this dude taking his hands, putting on this right. dude's head, and then sticking his thumbs in this guy's eyeballs until his head Probably. explodes. Mm. And when that when that occurred on TV, uh, me and Josh had like nightmares because it was like it looked yeah. so real, and it was we'd seen nothing like that on TV. But like as things like that continue to happen, now we see stuff like that, and it's like oh, it's just more gore and violence and. Mm. Uh, it's probably not the best thing, but yeah. But anyways, yeah. continue with your story, Joe. So you played Halo 1. Yeah. Um, there. Yeah, I mean, like, by that point, it was, what, 2004, 2005. Um, and like I said, I was five years old. And by that point, Halo 2 was already out, you know? Halo 2 was already alive and yeah. kicking. And, and Xbox Live was was uh, was happening, as far as I'm aware. I mean, it's all kind of a blur. But I remember yep. getting online and, and, I mean, like, playing Halo 2, just absolutely loved the story. I mean, I st- like, I still remember playing it and... Still remembering the one-liners from back in the day, you know, like it, that, there's just there's something so masterfully done about the the writing in Halo Two. You know, it's really absolutely incredible and still holds up to this day as one of the best written video games of all time. But I agree. Um, in terms of uh, then, like, hey, like, like I said, Xbox Live came about, and before I knew it, I was online. The little squeaker, the little British squeaker, you know, hey guys, and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. um, which I was way too young to be doing that. Um, and my parents didn't know uh, I was on that, which is, you know, not their fault. Um, but it's one of those things where it was just absolutely like a brilliant time because it was like Halo Combat Evolved. And it was like, oh yeah, Halo 2's out. I was like, oh my God. And I had both of them at the same time, you know. Um, and then Halo 3 came out. And as everyone remembers, like that was an absolute massive storm of excitement and hype and and execution was incredible. Um, 
I have to uh, say, I'm, I'm so I'm so glad that because like I always look back at Halo Three as this monumental time for the game, mm. where the whole world was looking at it, and like Wait, stop. I wondered, yeah. I wondered if when I got older, I would realize that like maybe it was just me being a kid excited, and maybe it was just me and my friends who played Halo that thought the world stopped mm. for Halo. I was worried that would happen, but as time has went on, you know, now it's been 14 years. It's very evident that. No, it wasn't just me or my friends. It was literally a world phenomenon. Like Halo mm. 3 was as big as it seemed back then. Even looking back now, it's like, you know, there's been lots of big Halo releases since then, but nothing feels like it was on that caliber. Yeah. I mean, I remember Halo 3 just like with, I mean, just looking at the Bungie Vidocs and stuff now, it just brings it all back. You know, like the the New York time, uh, New York Square just like absolutely blew my mind at the time. You know, I mean, the trailers, I remember sitting um i mean i live in a, a county called nottinghamshire which is uh, i'm sure some americans will be aware which is robin hood's home um and like as a kid obviously we're only across the pond really but like just the level of influence that game had and also yeah. just gaming at that time i mean even more so now but there was something really special about that um back in the day and it's something that you can't really put into words uh even thinking about it back in the day i mean even things to me like fortnite and stuff like as efficient as those games are they don't they didn't capture that like sort of hype in a bubble that halo 3 did you know yeah i think um, even it, halo 2 I, did as well to an extent i think we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast it's hard to cover it all but yeah i think it was just it was a it was a special moment in time where things were lining up mm. and then i think halo 3 I think Halo 3 was just way ahead of the curve, you know, because before before games started to move into like the this huge cultural awareness and, and um, you know, the Twitch streaming and all that stuff started taking off. Halo mm-hmm. 3 was, you know, even like MLG stuff, like people trying to build mm-hmm. their games to get into MLG. Halo is already there with Halo 2 and maybe even, I guess you could say Halo 1 probably as well. Um, yes. It was just kind of ahead of the game. Um, and it's just it's just crazy because it'll never be it'll never be like that again. Um, that's not a bad thing. It's just uh, if you, if you weren't there to experience it, all you can do is have people try to relate to you. What is? I always tell Josh my personal favorite episode of the podcast we've ever done is our episode called "The Launch of Halo 3 because I really mm-hmm. tried. We really tried to make that episode symbolize what it felt like to be alive at that time. With like, because we put in clips in the episode of of like cutscenes. We put in clips sure. of newscasters talking about the launch of Halo Three from two thousand seven. I like and to go back and people, listen to that. Oh, dude, it's it's my like it's the one it's the one I'm proudest of. I mm-hmm. love I love listening to it back, and it's not a completely selfish thing where I'm like, oh, I'm listening to my own podcast. I'm like, because we had a lot of people uh, send voice clips in talking about their experiences and getting emotional, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, it was such a special thing. Yeah, Halo Three. Yeah. Um, but uh, so for after Halo Three, so what was where were you, where were you going from there with your like Halo well, fandom? Here's the thing about Halo, like Halo up to this point in my life was very much a, a me only thing like all the british friends i had at school and stuff that i still talk to to this day they really didn't get into halo until halo reach um which i'll get onto later but so it was a very solitary experience in a lot of ways and i think the reason not necessarily the reason but that in turn i mean i was always a single player gamer i would say first I, i've always said i'm like i would say i'm like i'm about 70 percent single player 30 percent multiplayer um, same yeah but uh, in in terms of in terms of like that that in like sort of solidified my single player ness if that makes sense. Um, it was something like Halo Three especially because I literally ran through that game so many times. And at the time when it was out and it was kicking, like 
I didn't play much co-op campaign. I didn't play. I mean, I played multiplayer, single player, like solo queuing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, until Reach, it wasn't really like a thing that I'd play with IRL friends. Um, so then ODST came out, and ODST was a weird one because even though I really like like the game, I really love it. In fact, it's not a game that I actually remember too much when I was that age. It, I don't know. It's it's either I didn't play it that much because at the time it it didn't have chief in it like i've always been like a chief boy like i'm so cliche it's unreal like i yeah. love i love arbiter but like this i don't know there's always been something about chief as a video game character that has always been high up there and i'm not saying like arbiter and stuff and and are not close to that but i don't know just the simplicity of chief and like just like solid snake chief was my dad you know like yeah, he was my video how- game dad it's weird how Chief just really, like the Master Chief as a character really just mm. grabbed at people because, mm. you know, he's, on one hand, he's like, he's not super developed in the games and he's like, he doesn't, you can't see his face and he's in this green suit and he doesn't say yep. much. But but for some reason, like everyone, there's just kind of this thing almost like where if he enters the screen, like he enters the frame, mm-hmm. like if it's a if it's a Halo video game announcement yep. and you don't know yet that that's what it is and then mm-hmm. Chief enters the screen, yep. it's almost like you can feel in the audience or in the yep. world, just like everyone watching this, euphoria takes over their body yep. as they like experience Chief. Like I can remember <laughs> when, when the Halo 4 one came out and it was like the, the heartbeat and then like the brain waves and I'm like, what is this trailer? And then you start mm. to hear, Chief, Chief, you hear Cortana yelling. And then yep. you see the cryo chamber and he mm-hmm. comes out of it and you just get Both these out. nerd yeah. kills. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, man. Yeah, that trailer was incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I was like that with um, the Halo Infinite trailer. And again, not to tangent too hard, but the first one, the announcement trailer, I think it was in 2018, 2017. I don't know. Someone can correct me on that in the future. 2018 was the first 20, one. 2018, yeah. I always put a year behind them for some reason, even the uh, the gameplay. But um, yeah, I remember like I was, ooh, what was I like 18, 19 then? And I was like, I was a kid again, you know, like I, like just the the piano chord, like when he when the the helmet comes into frame and everything, bro. I was like, like not old art style, but I was like, that art style's amazing, you know. And like him just digging it across the ring on in the warthog. Oh, it was just it was absolute euphoria. So definitely, but um, it was it was interesting to see that trailer pop up because I remember when Halo Five came out, mm. I was like. I was like, okay, you know, I, I I wasn't trying to be like hyperbolic, but I was like, sure. I'm pretty sure Halo Five upset a lot of the fan base for varying reasons. So I'm like, yep. I'm really interested to see when the next game is going to be announced and how long mm-hmm. that's going to take. And then, of course, 2016 came and went, 2017 came and mm-hmm. went, and then 2018 it was like, okay, we probably should see something for Halo by now. And then yep. when they announced it, it was very clear, like if you know anything about the game industry at all, when they showed the 2018 trailer, it was like. Okay, this is them just letting us know that they're working on it. That game's yeah. a long way out still. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, just like anything else, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was CG, that one, right? Yeah, it was, right? Uh, well, yeah, it was CG. I don't. I'm, I get the impression, I could be wrong, but I got the impression mm. that really nothing in that trailer is actually from... In engine, yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think it was an engine, because I think the whole point oh, was really? to show off the whole slip space oh, engine. Oh, sure, thing, okay. Know? But yeah, I, I'm guessing it was just that was just made up to show off the engine and like a proof of concept. Actually, yeah. I think it was somebody on Twitter from Halo. I think it might have been David Ellis. I'm not positive. Somebody was saying like a lot of people don't know, but when when uh, these video game trailers are shown off, these early early trailers, a lot of times it's it's more to recruit new people to come work on the game than it is to show off the game. And sure. I didn't know that yeah. until I, I heard saw that. that. You yeah. know, that makes makes a lot of sense. 
Mm. Uh, but I, I hear you with ODST. Like, ODST, it's a spinoff game, doesn't feature, like, the main characters, but yeah. I think it hit a little bit more for me because I was in a weird position where I was so hyped for Halo 3, like, mm-hmm. so overly, ridiculously hyped that I was a little disappointed when it came out, which is weird. Yeah. The game was just so good. So ODST was kind of like a me coming back to the series moment more. I was like, this is cool. This is something new and fresh. But, mm. uh yeah, so take us take us over to to Reach then. Yeah, I mean like Reach uh Reach was weird because at that point, I mean, not necessarily, but I was kind of phasing out a little bit of Halo. Um it was kind of a an installment that I loved. And it, it it's weird for a multiple of reasons because again, Chief wasn't in it, if you don't count the Easter egg at the end, which I don't think is canon. Um Yeah. But uh, He wasn't he wasn't in the like loading bay area in a Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, and I remember that was the point where, like I said earlier, was where my friends IRL from school started to get on because we were like, what, maybe 11, 12 at that point. So again, we're all quite young, but I've been with Halo since the beginning game, obviously not beginning of launch, but um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was playing it and I remember feeling very distinct feelings of like sadness when I was playing it online, you know, like playing custom games and stuff. And it, obviously it was happy feelings at the same time because i was like oh this is this is halo blah 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 like it's fun playing with friends but then it hit me that like these this was the first game that they were going to play but it was the last bungee game mm. and i remember sitting there like after maybe like one of the last times we were like we were playing and i remember sitting there at, like 11 12 and just thinking to myself like they're all moving to things like call of duty because i think at this point like call of duty modern warfare three or something was coming out whatever yeah i forget there's so many of them um but uh yeah and like i remember just sitting there like this is gonna be like one of the last sessions we play with or they i play with them on reach you know and i remember just like it was just very weird and the only the only uh i would say video that has ever captured that on youtube is a is a video called i think nostalgia i don't know i'm sure people in the discord and people who listen to this podcast would have seen it because it's it's halo related and it's basically mm. just it's a short film it's only about two minutes three minutes i definitely recommend people go watch it it's called nostalgia and it's basically just like kind of seeing your avatars like last online never you know and yeah <laughs> like turning your xbox 360 off for ago. the final time yeah and it's like the, he, he like films himself and stuff and he just kind of turns his controller off and halo reach dies down and it's just like and it like goes through all the custom games and stuff of a messing around and oh it, it hits hard i mean even think talking about it now but at the same time it was it was brilliant i mean halo reach i loved it i thought the writing was incredible with the sort of like um how would i say the irony of the various squad mates being killed uh as opposed to their you know role you know the the, the intelligence officer getting sniped in the head um you know the the the, the grenadier, the the explosive specialist, the heavy weapons guy dying, getting blown up in a ship. You know, um, I don't think I ever thought of it that way. That's the captain crazy. going down with the ship. You know, Carter. Like, yeah, those things were always incredible to me. And just like Halo Three and uh, you know ODST, the marketing was absolutely impeccable. Um, remember Reach got you in the feels every time. I mean, there's stuff in Reach that at the time and even now I struggle to sort of coexist with bloom is a massive one um mm. every time i go back to it now i struggle i'll be honest that there's something about not being at, well being at the mercy of the various elements of the games sort of like 
you know, bleed over and bloom, like I said, that really makes me struggle with the multiplayer side of it. But aside from that, like I think as a single player game, Reach is a very solid experience. And I had a I had a good time with it, like I said, but it just came at a time when things were moving on for me. You know, I was going to high school or as we call it secondary school over here in the UK. Yeah. And because we don't have middle school. Um and uh yeah, and at the same time it was the last bungee game. That was another thing. And my friends didn't appreciate that at the time, but I was just like, damn, you know, like that's, yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought for sure. I was like, cause I, I mean, I knew I was in, and I kept up, up to snuff enough in the mm. game industry to know that the Halo was going to go on. But I thought to myself, I was like, I've seen other game developers take over franchises before. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. turns out bad. So I'm like, reach is probably going to be the last good one. And, and luckily mm. for me, it was not, I know there, yeah. there's been, it's been a tumultuous time since uh, Bungie's left, but you know, it's still still been a lot of good experiences there, uh, and I, I can actually remember you say like going to like equivalent of like high school. I was, I was, I went to college for three months before I decided it wasn't for me. But in that three months, mm. I was in college. I w- it was like September, uh, October, November, and Halo Reach came out September, and I remember being in my college class just reading the Bungie forums and stuff about Halo Reach instead of doing my schoolwork, and I was just so. Like I wasn't ready to like be mature and take on college because I was just yeah I just got out of high school earlier that year and I was so excited for Reach but yeah it was mm. it was it was a special time it was cool yeah hundred percent um yeah so then Halo Four after that right and yeah Halo I always forget like what comes after what because obviously you had Halo Wars two and Halo Wars and stuff like that but yeah Halo um, Wars one came out the same year as ODST actually yeah. Well, going back to that, like Halo Wars was always something that I, I literally I've only played Halo Wars like twice or something. Mm. Um, and it's one that like, I mean, strategy games have never been my forefront of, of genres, but um, like it, it, it was never like something that I bothered about. And it's something that I do want to go back to. But um, in terms of Halo 4 anyway, because they're not mainline se- like, you know, yeah. games in the series. Um, yeah, Halo 4 was weird. Um, not to get on my soapbox about you know the the various things I don't like about it, and I'll, I'll spare the <laughs> spare the listeners of the the very cliche rants that you know come with Halo Four uh, and Five. But um, yeah, like Halo Four was weird for me like straight away because it came out like a year or two after Halo Reach, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't long. Yeah, well, I mean, it was you had Reach, and then one year later you had yeah. Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. Yes, and one year after that you had that. Halo. 4. Yeah, yeah, like that's. That's weird to me. Like it, it, I felt like Reach didn't have much time to breathe in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, it was it was kind of hard because you know you, usually you had a Halo game had a full three years. Well, mm. you know, one year later you get Combat Evolved Anniversary, which to be fair included special anniversary edition maps for sure. Reach. But you know, you would, by the time you get to one year since Reach's launch, you've already had Halo 4's announcement, mm. Halo Combat Evolves announcement, and Halo Combat Evolves Anniversary is about to come out. Yeah. So then. And then you're already, and then by the time you enter 2012, you're like waiting for Halo 4. And like at yeah. that point, you know, beginning of 2012, Halo Reach has only been out a little over a year and you're waiting for yeah. the new one. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it was a weird time for that because everything was moving so quick, I think, in the early 2010s, you know, the very early 2010s. But um, yeah, Halo 4 came out. And like I said, just like Reach, but even more so, it, I don't necessarily blame the game for this. Um, but I just didn't. I didn't put any time into it. I'll be honest. Like I played, I played it maybe three, three, four times over, which is you know a, a good amount of time, but not really a lot considering you know we're Halo fans. 
Yeah. Because um, a lot of people, you know, like you said, I think you've played Halo 5 a lot now, right? Like Halo 5 is the least I've played, and I've played the campaign 12 times. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so Halo Halo 4 came out and played it, like, you know, a handful of times. And uh, I don't know, he's it ne- never clicked with me, even to this day. Like, I don't mind it. Um, I don't think it deserves the praise it gets from, you know, the people that love it, which mm. they're entitled to that opinion. I'm not trying to denounce that in any way, but... Um, I think it's a very lackluster experience for the most part. I think the sandbox didn't work. Um, but at the time, like, I didn't really have enough time because, like I said, secondary school and high school and stuff and all that stuff. So I just kind of left it, you know? Like, I I was I was moving away from Halo in a lot of ways. And that was the point in which where I was kind of like, I want to start playing more single-player games, you know? Like, I was starting to play, like, more Mass Effect stuff and, mm. and all that. Um, but yeah, like, and then... So that that kind of trickled out very quickly. Um, so there's not really much to tell you about that back in the day. Um, and then Halo I think 5... Every, I think almost mm. everybody who's a Halo fan has a moment where they can yeah. say they, they kind of phased out for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Halo 5 came out and... I don't know, man. <laughs> like, did, now, did, you, did any part of you like Halo 5 more than 4? Or, or was it worse um, to you? Or? I will always stand here on this on this hill i'll die on this hill i think even though i think halo 5's campaign from what i remember because bear with me guys i haven't played five since 2016 so again can't really remember it too much um again i'm i've said this in the discord i've said i need to go back and play it but um and i will do before infinite because it's such a short experience at least the campaign anyway um and essentially like i've always thought that halo 5's like knows what it wants to be more than four did in my opinion um a lot of people rag on five because it in a lot of ways derailed the the sort of already rocky train car that four kind of put on the tracks but five in a lot of ways like solidified a, a multiplayer scene in the next generation in a lot of ways and i'll always respect it for that over four because as far as i'm aware again very faded memory, so take, take this with a pinch of salt, guys. But 4 didn't do very well for multiplayer, did it? I remember playing it myself and thinking, this is a little bit of a hodgepodge of loads of different elements of different generations, different shooters, you know, different Halos. Like, it just didn't, for me, personally, it didn't feel that great. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know what your opinion on, on that is. but No, I mean, I think, I think it's pretty much, I think the universal opinion is that Halo 4's multiplayer was a, a step in the wrong direction, and it, mm-hmm. it died off quickly, and they deviated back away from that with Halo yeah. 5 and, and moving forward. So, yeah. I mean, my opinion, as someone who likes Halo 4 more than you, my opinion is Halo 4 had a, uh, for me, it was just a phenomenal story sure. and a fun, a fun journey through that campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree that the... Some of the sandbox elements and the and the gameplay was just a little bit it's a little bit more narrow, a little bit more linear, mm-hmm. a little yeah. less um, engaging. And then the multiplayer, I've never been a competitive person, so I didn't really mind that it was less competitive. Sure. But I do, and especially in retrospect, I do feel like, man, I don't want to ever see ordnance or um, you know super fast sprint unlimited loadouts, loadouts and stuff like that mm-hmm. i don't i don't want that in halo so yeah yeah i think the community would had the right mindset when they kind of denounced halo 4's multiplayer even yeah even though it's got it's, it's still a lot of fun and it's you know it deserves its place but uh mm-hmm. it's not the direction i think so i think you're on the i think you're on the right path there with sure. that yeah yeah so i mean like uh, with with like you're always going to get these like you know peaks and valleys with with 
sort of games and especially the franchises game franchises especially when they obviously like you said prior to this you said that you know they go through various studio changes or changes just one change you're always going to get obviously different people coming in different you know concepts of what a game wants to be i mean it's just a it's a give and take thing that always happens when it comes to this and i'm not saying like four and five were like terrible in every single facet of their being you know like i think four did an an admirable job of fleshing out john you know master mm-hmm. chief like i genuinely think that i think cortana is again it did a good enough job of even fleshing her rampancy out more and making her even more human than what she is in in uh in in three and two and, and combat evolved even though she's very much the human even though like you know like everyone knows it's it's quite a a, a, a juxtaposition of parallels between you know the chief and and, and the Cortana, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, like fives, like I said, fives multiplayer was um, even though it wasn't what <clears throat> classic Halo was, and is not what I personally want, and a lot of what Bungie fans wanted, it definitely owned what it was in terms of the multiplayer aspect. And I think here's the thing: like I'd have been like at the time weirded out if Five never released with a campaign, but if Say if five released now and it didn't release with a campaign, but it came with like the multiplayer that it had, I would actually be like, "Whoa, like this is a weird divergent for the franchise, but it at least has like some balls about it, you know, and knows what it wants to be because it's just shipping that multiplayer component." Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people, uh, when they really look at Halo 5's multiplayer, they praise it because it's a really, really good, sleek experience. I've had yes. so much fun playing Halo 5's mm-hmm. multiplayer. Me and Josh go back and forth. I mean, I think, I mean, overall, I'm always going to say Halo 2 is my favorite multiplayer experience because it, it, it yeah. the memories and the land parties and stuff, and the the fact that it has big team battle on like Halo mm-hmm. 5, but like Halo 5 is, we always go back and forth by saying it's one of our favorite multiplayers. It's such a good experience. Um, but yeah. it was just. Yeah, I think there was the people. There's the people who didn't like that change in multiplayer, who mm-hmm. were just out completely. But then there was a lot of people who loved Halo 5's multiplayer, but they had such a hard time sticking with it because they had that that memory of the campaign in their head. And they, mm-hmm. sometimes with Halo, like the campaign's got to work for you to get you into the multiplayer. Like if Definitely. you play the campaign and you don't enjoy yourself, it's hard for you to sink your your boots into the the multiplayer. So I think that I think campaign you really described me. Yeah, I think campaign yeah. held it back a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, uh, like I said, I'm gonna revisit it. I think hopefully <clears throat> before Infinite, and even if I don't, it's not gonna, you know, deteriorate my experience with Infinite, or it won't even probably even help my experience with Infinite going back and playing Five. I don't think it's gonna do either or because I'm looking at it retrospectively now. But um, yeah, I'm gonna try and go back and see if I can like, you know, like take like a step back and go, you know what, like this maybe isn't a Halo for me, but like I can try and enjoy the campaign, what little there is of it. Try and see like the maybe the positives about Lock and. And and maybe you know obviously acknowledge the negatives as well because they will be those. Um, but then maybe have a little dabble in multiplayer before you know Infinite comes out, or maybe even after if there's like five people playing it or something, you know. So um, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really hoping that as time goes on, um, all the stuff from Halo Five, the story, Locke, Osiris, the characters, all that stuff is going to be seen better in time because a lot of times when you have you know, if the last release in a franchise is like left a bad taste in people's mouth, usually it takes the next game to start pe- people get to people to start reflecting on the mm. one prior. It's kind of like a relationship, actually. Like if you've ever been yeah. like dating someone and then you're single for a long time, even if you're single for five years, if you're still single from that 
person you dated five years ago, you're going to equivalent most of your like dating and, and love experiences to the person from five years ago. And what it's going to yep. take for you to completely forget about them usually is to start dating someone new. So like yeah. when Infinite comes out and we've played Infinite for a while, I, I can see a lot of people starting to go, I could be wrong, but I can see a lot of people starting to go, you know what? Halo 5 wasn't as bad here. Halo 5 wasn't as bad as I thought. It's still going to always be, I think, kind of the black sheep. But uh, I think people yeah. will start to appreciate stuff more, and that's, that's definitely what I hope. So yeah, for uh, sure. but yes, you're saying so after Halo Five, then for you, um, were you just like, did you feel done with the series until the Infinite um, release, or, or did you? What would you feel like up until Infinite's um, first trailer? Um, always the thing. So like, once Five came out, I was, I mean, like I was what sixteen, fifteen at the time, and I've I've spoken to the, uh, to you about this before in the Discord actually like the other night um and it was essentially that i've never like when i was 16 and 15 i was i've always been i would say pretty good at, at discussing and debating people and putting my points across to an extent but i've always been an individual that doesn't know how to kind of like stop myself and just listen before i speak back then i was anyway that way i think i've gotten a lot better at it now but well, i hope so um and so with five, it was like that was a point in my life where I was very um, opinionated and very headstrong when it came to my opinion. So when five came out, I was just like, "This game's trash." Three, four, three's trash. You know, like the typical like sort of not necessarily teenage angst, but like late teen kind of like can't tell me anything. You know, I think it's I think it's a maturity thing. I think most yeah through that. I've mentioned it before where I said like I'm glad I'm glad we didn't have the podcast going when Halo Five yeah. came out because all I was saying to my friends was how much three four three ruined the franchise and how For much sure. the story sucked and I'm like mm -hmm. that just wasn't a mature way to to talk yeah. about it. I know I've talked to Alex you know Haruspis as, as well about that where he wrote articles that he was at the time where he's like oh man I wish I kind of I was in the best headspace then mm -hmm. but. And you get older, you start to realize, like, okay, I can identify that I don't like these seven parts of this one thing. Yeah. But these three parts are actually pretty good, you know? Yep. Yep. So yep. I get that totally. Um, but yeah, yeah. And like, and then obviously with all the Halo MCC on Xbox, uh, I mean, I didn't play much of Halo MCC on Xbox because, again, I was kind of fading out. But when that came out as well, that was just like both of those things were just kind of the final nail in the coffin for me. And like I said, I was moving out of kind of like, multiplayer gaming which you know halo 5 was predominantly kind of a game of and i was just kind of like you know what like i'm not interested that much in halo to like to to the extent i was um or at least not the current like you know generation of halo that you know that i was um with this new studio so i'm just gonna like go play and i remember playing like the witcher 3 and all these like single player games and going absolutely like hard in the paint for that stuff and i remember like that was the game where i was like that kind of was the game that clicked my passion for video games like to an obscene level i mean like i studied um journalism at university because i wanted to get into uh you know video game journalism um and uh, i'm not too bothered about it now because i found other things and i found my own avenue and stuff i would say but um the witcher 3 and also in a lot of ways like like i was just saying with the sort of headstrong sort of blockhead nature of my discussionality if that's even a word of being like oh this is my view and that is only my view like that even though it, that was bad like that i would say lended to me finding my passion and voice within that sort of like hobby and career kind of thing and what i wanted to do so um yeah i mean like after that five and mcc i just i just moved on bro like that was 
that was it really and then i got back into halo actually when mcc came to pc um that was such a good move for 343 yeah i mean like they got me back into it and again like the maturity was you know already there by then so i was just kind of like you know what halo let's play it let's have fun um you know it's been (laughs) it's been 84 years or whatever whatever the meme is from titanic but Yeah. yeah i mean like it was a hell of a time playing that again and what i loved about it is they drip fed us games you know like so they could patch it up and release it through flights and stuff and you know halo ce then oh no reach came out first then ce then two then three and so on and god that was a fun time i mean like just i mean i still play it now you know like i've been playing it with Aaron from the community shout out to Aaron. um forbear i think i played with him a little bit on it um pray josh you know and it's just a hell of a time playing mcc again um but yeah like that's where we're at now i mean that came out prior to the announcement right or just i think the announcement maybe came out just before the... for mcc or yeah mcc pc came out was it 20 2019 uh, something like that 20, 2018 or 19 they announced. yeah but see that it's it's so good that they put the time and the effort into, yeah. to, to mcc because it's just kind of like you said mcc is going to be a game that people are never going to stop playing. Like, it may get less players over time, but, like, Mm. that package has so much to offer across all those games that people are always going to go back to it. Now that it's on PC, it's going to last forever. Yeah, it's a green game. It's very much like a Nintendo game in a lot of ways, you know? Like, it might not hold its price than Nintendo games, but it'll definitely hold, like, the people that love Halo and the classic Halos. Four, five, you know, all those. 100% people will go back to it. I mean, like, I'm still playing it now. I've got all these new games in my backlog, but you catch me playing Halo MCC, you know. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I got up at, I, I got up at five, 5.30 this morning, right, to do some work. And I literally was like, you know what? Let's have a game of, of, of SWAT on Halo 3. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, dude, I get it. I mean, the basically the way my trajectory goes for playing video games is I'll play one or two brand new mm. games I've never played and then I'll either jump back into Halo again or Batman again or Souls or like I have a series of games mm. that I'll play repeatedly. Yeah. And that's what'll happen. Like like I, I was just thinking now, like I you know, I, I might play Halo Combat Evolved again soon. It's like Brian, you've I've literally played Combat Evolved over fifty times the campaign. Mm. But I just you're always gonna go back to it. That's what makes it so special. Hundred percent. Um Yeah, so then uh, okay, so we kinda talked about the the announcement trailer and everything for that for you. So then what was your impression? When there was that first gameplay reveal for Infinite, which I know I was really stoked about, but most of the community was caught up on how it looked. And did, were you excited or were you disappointed when you first saw gameplay? Um. So, I remember seeing it, and I was actually uh, streaming it at the time, so I was watching it live with the chat and stuff, and I was absolutely loving what I was seeing. Like you can go back and watch it, um, but. Like, I was absolutely blown away. Like, and I wasn't concentrating on the sort of, like, presentational value of it. Like, I think most sort of Halo fans and people that were wanting a return to form wanted, you know. And I'm not saying people that were focusing on the graphics are wrong. Because at the end of the day, uh, not Halo, Xbox and Phil Spencer market the Xbox Series X and the Series S as, like, the place to play games in terms of performance and power and graphical fidelity and the, you know, what did they say, the world's most powerful console or something? Like, yeah. that's this, that was, I don't know if it still is, but their, their tagline at the time. 
So to come out with like basically your flagship title, which it was at the time, it was it was going to launch with that Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X, right? Um, yeah, I mean it's even on the back of the box. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, like to have that like come out looking like that, and again, obviously we know it was uh, you know E three and stuff, and we 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 have to take it with a pinch of salt when it comes to that stuff. I mean everything, including the uh, sandbox and the gameplay, not just the presentation, but and the technical issues, but. I was, I don't know, like, I was just blown away by it. I mean, I was I was seeing everything. I was seeing an open world, like, more yeah. what seemed to be, you know, just at least a bigger world. And I remember just saying to myself constantly, I was like, a 343 game finally set on a Halo rig. Like, I remember just, I remember just sitting there, <laughs> like, crazy. repeating that line. Yeah, and I was like, this is their third game in. And this is not to slag off 343, but I was like, they are getting it right. Like, everything from the trailers so far... Everything from the art style, from the characters, from the writing, the the gameplay, all of that. And I remember just watching it, and I remember seeing like the banished, uh, the banished phantom flying around, which looked a bit janky, admittedly. Um, you know, like the the new pistol, the the new design of the uh, the M840, or which took inspiration, I guess, from Reach, Reach's design. Um, the Warthog uh everything like i mean just the 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 the, not the elites the um the brutes throwing the suicide grunt you know die for the banished yeah that that stuff was so cool i remember just sitting there just like starry-eyed you know just looking like oh my god like this is an evolution of what we had in halo 3 like i remember just saying that and Like, I'm on the same page as you. It's actually yeah. funny because because you know a lot of people say that they're you just said it yourself this episode. A lot of people say that their moment where they were like, "Oh man, I got to feel as Halo is back." Mm. It's the 2018 Halo Infinite trailer, the yeah. first announcement. But when I saw the 2018 Halo Infinite trailer, I was I was in a different place. I was like, I was like, eh, another Halo. You know, I was really yep. disappointed in five. So I was like, eh. And then even even when the 2019 one came out, which was fantastic with the pilot, I was still like. I was like, what is going on? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know if I'm willing to put my excitement behind this game after how much five mm. upset me. But then when I saw oh. the 2020 gameplay trailer, I was like, I was like, what? this is exciting. I was so hyped. And if you go back and you listen to the episode where me and Josh recorded our live impressions of watching that, you mm. can hear in my voice just how hyped I was. I was so hyped. And, and the funny thing is, like, I've just learned as I get older, I'm less, I'm less critical as I get older mm. in a sense. Um, when I saw the Phantom, like you said, it was kind of janky. I noticed it was janky right away. But yeah, like, ah, who yeah. cares? It's banished. It's Halo. It's cool. When I yeah. saw the assault rifle, I was like, that looks like it's not quite polished enough. Like something wrong. Mm. Like the assault rifle needs a little more like graphical fidelity. I don't care. Like it just kind of goes right out of my head because I'm like, what I'm mainly here for is, is like, does it look Halo? And is it fun like Halo? Mm. And also not to be that guy because there's going to be some people listening who are like, oh, Brian, I hate you because I love Prometheans. But the fact I didn't <laughs> see Prometheans made me so happy. I was like... I just want to play the Prometheans. <laughs> I, just, oh, I was like, if I was like, please don't let me see a Promethean in this game. Yeah. I was like, I love fighting Covenant, and then even now I'm like, when the game comes out, I'm like, please don't be any Prometheans because mm. <laughs> I'm like, I just really just don't like them, and it's it's just a personal preference. But I'm just like, I just never was a fan of their designs. But yeah, I was so yeah. so stoked for for that. Um, but then, of course, a month later, it got delayed. Were you mm. like salty, or were you excited about that? Um. I'm trying to think back, to be honest. I think I wasn't that bothered. And again, Same. the timeline is blurry for me because I'm not really one for remembering everything that happens chronologically in sort of Halo's <laughs> sort of release windows and stuff. But yeah. uh, 
like coming from that gameplay trailer, which like you said, loved everything about it, obviously acknowledged the fact that it was looking a bit weird. Craig, even though he's a beautiful meme and a beautiful boy, <laughs> I was incredibly like, ooh, that looks odd, you know? And I was like, the memes have justified. But uh, I think I I wasn't necessarily like worried or like salty or happy or anything about the delay. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, what is it? what's the quote? Um, a, a good a bad game is forever bad or or a rush game is forever bad a good game is a delayed game can be good that, eventually. yeah something like that i mean someone could pull it up you, you know what we're talking about but yeah and it, and the thing with it is um i remember just like and then seeing uh chris lee left and like a couple of other people and being a critical person i am i'm, I'm quite a cynic in a lot of ways um i was a bit like Oh no! You know there was like, a lot of there was a few rocky months there, like there was mm, delay, and then there was like, oh, Chris is gone, Joe's yeah. in. Um, there was like yeah. rumors of like stuff not going well at the studio, and it was mm. like, oh my gosh, are we ever gonna get a Halo game that comes out just like successfully? Like, please, <laughs> I hear bro, you. When Joe Staten came in, I could have cried, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was shocking. Like, I could have cried. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, it's my boy. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it was that. It was that. It was that image of yeah, of, uh, Gandalf the White looking yeah. up with tears in his eyes as his hair blows. It's like oh, yeah, he's here. He's here. Uh, Joe the, is here. Yeah, the the yeah, sacred yeah. boy is. Here. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, like that was that was the point of kind of like okay, maybe, maybe you know, maybe like because it went from like conceptually, Halo Five and Four wasn't my thing, and I thought execution wise they were definitely lack, lacking in different areas, depending on which ones you you know look at. But then, like Halo Infinite went from not the concept being the problem, because it presented loads of new ideas for the next generation of Halo. You know, with the open world, the side questing, all that stuff, the environmental storytelling that will be like hopefully leaps and bounds better than anything that CE had. Because CE, in my opinion, was like the the pinnacle of like sort of environmental storytelling in 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 Halo. But um, due to its open nature, like more open nature than the well, rest. Even of just like, I mean, even if you think about like the flood level, like you can mm. tell some shit went down yeah. if you don't know what it yeah. is. And then finally, once it happens, you're like, I should have seen it coming. Yep. You know? Yep. And yeah, like, and so it went from like, okay, maybe Halo has a conceptual problem with the, not problem, but like something that isn't akin to me and similar people to my mindset and opinion to, okay, maybe this is no longer like, a functional game you know maybe it's not working maybe it's there's something clinically like fundamentally wrong with the with the engine and i remember at the time thinking to myself like what's worse you know like is it the is is it worse having a functional game that just doesn't you know fit your bill at all because you're not interested eg halo 5 with me or is it worse having a broken game that across the board doesn't work you know i would say the latter but like Luckily, uh, neither it doesn't seem like either is going to be the issue. I mean, now we played the Infinite true. Flight, and it seems mm. to be a pretty solid experience. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very so. good. Our excitement is at its peak now. We got less than two months from this. Can you believe oh, it? Before, bro. Less than fifty days, we're going to be playing bro. that campaign in multiplayer. Yeah, like I try and like subvert my expectations, but like holy damn! Like I'm not going to pre-order it because I'm not a pre-order guy. Ever since No Man's Sky, I got burnt too hard with that game. Ah, uh, that was a pretty hard burn back in the day. That was a burn for me. I was like, okay, like that's a third that degree burn. burn. That was a third degree burn because I remember playing it and was like, this is just total lies. Um, brilliant game now though. So yeah. Um, but uh, so uh, credit to um, 
what's his name? Sean Murray. Is it Sean Murray? Yeah, yeah. Um, He's more than earned team. his respect back. Hundred um, percent. But anyway, it's, uh, it's not to get off the topic. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, I've lost my train of we, thought. Well, the well, it's less than fifty days till Infinite. Oh yes, out. that's it. That's I, it. Sorry. Um, the Game Pass thing is what I'm going to go with first, and I'm going to play it on Game Pass as well, right? For yeah, but here's the thing: I play it on Game Pass, and if it's brilliant, and if it ships, and it's good, even if it has problems, and I'm enjoying it, and I put you know a dozen hours into it, maybe maybe even two dozen, depending on how skeptical I am, and I start playing the multiplayer, I'm like, this is great. I'll buy it. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna support you guys because you've done a brilliant job considering the pressure, the 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 rocky development with your open plan studio and the COVID problems you guys you, you you know you guys have had, the various freelancing like systems you have in place in your development studio. You've done an absolutely incredible job. Um and I can't wait for Forge and Co-op campaign. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not really I mean I'm not gonna like pre order it. What I'm gonna do is I'm probably like a couple of days before it comes out, I, I am gonna pre order <clears throat> sure. download the because I believe it or not, like I'm completely pro Game Pass, but I don't really use it because yep. I have hundreds of games already. There's mm. not a lot of games I buy and I don't have all the time in the world. So I and I don't play games online that often. I mean I'm mm. gonna be online to play Infinite with the community, but um so I, I I just don't really use Game Pass. So I'll buy the campaign because the campaign's what I'm here for. That's why I love Halo. So mm. I'll pre-order it a couple days ahead. But I mean, I, I know some people have it pre-ordered since like over a year ago. I'm like, no, no. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, not yeah. me. Yeah, I um, mean, pre-ordering a year ago is a you're a fan. Yeah, you, know, you might be. Yeah, that's what you I'm might be a bigger for. fan than a <laughs> bigger fan than a Haruspis, like because yeah. that was that was a rocky time. I think a year ago to to kind of pre-order on, but credit credit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've we've talked about you know your journey through Halo and mm. up to Infinite. We're super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I want to kind of ask you a couple questions about what you do for us at Sacred Icon. For everybody mm. listening who doesn't know Joe, um, he's been listening for a while to us, and then he he was a patron that we called out on the podcast a few times, and then mm. I started looking at his YouTube, and I was like, this dude is a really good editor, video editor, and uh, as some of you know as well, we started making YouTube videos back in uh, June, I think it was, and Mm. I don't have any video editing experience, so I was just like making videos the best I could, taking me like eight, nine hours to do like a 10-minute video, and uh, you know, putting those out, and I was like, man, this guy Joe, he's just really good, maybe he'd want to do video editing for us, and luckily for me, he did. So uh, all of our videos for the last several months have been done by Joe, and they are fantastic, and they're so much better that we have Joe. Please, <laughs> God, never make me do them again. Um, <laughs> but we're so glad to have Joe here. I wanna, I wanna get all of our like, you know, people who really help with the podcast, or like, like Joe, or, or Caleb who does our music, or some of our admins. Mm. As we get time, I'd like to have everyone on. But managed to get uh, Joe on here today, which has been awesome. So. I guess uh, I wanted to ask you about like w- like when did you get interested in video editing and like when did you know that was something you want to do for a career because you have that as an actual job as well. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, like that's not the job, obviously. I mean, like I, it'd be cool if it was. I mean, I'd be a lot of video editor. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so like in the case of I don't know when I started. In all honesty, I mean, I I got into so originally I got into streaming because. At the time, obviously, I was unemployed. I was, uh, well, I wasn't unemployed. I was a student at university, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to try out streaming just as a hobby, and I've always wanted to share my passion with gaming. And it doesn't seem like something that's too sort of, like, 
it's not something that you put a lot of time into initially. Like you just kind of, you know, trickle in like a couple of hours every week and then you kind of just, you know, build yourself up, build yourself a schedule, build yourself a community. Um, and you go from there. Little did I know that streaming in a lot of ways is actually more con- more time consuming than working on videos and 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 maybe even podcasts. I don't know. Uh, only you can you can speak for that because I've never done a podcast. Um, well, I think streaming is probably the most time consuming because I mean, especially if you're full time, you need you yes. need to be doing it eight to twelve hours a day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a big job. So respect to the, all the people that sit there in front of a screen all day and get square eyeballs, as my uh, grandma would say. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, the the thing with it is um. Yeah, I, I can't, I honestly can't remember when I got into it. I can't put a date onto it. Um, I think I just started dabbling. I started dabbling with YouTube maybe about, I would say about two two years ago. Um, wow, this kinda, is all learned in two years? Yeah, it's Man, all two dude. years. Um, wow. And I just kind of like, uh, You're just kind of started. <laughs> well, thank you. I, um, I started, the first video editing software I used, it was, um, well, like everyone, the first video editor you use is Movie Maker, Windows Movie Maker. I That's mean, what I was using before um, I handed it over to you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a bit of Movie Maker, bro. Like the uh, yeah. So and then and then I got um, a bit more advanced, and I got Sony Vegas Pro, which people that have dabbled in it will know that one. Um, and that was good, but it just wasn't quite me in it. I was making some good edits on it. And then I went to Premiere, which is what most people use when they edit. I don't know really anyone that doesn't use Premiere. But then again, I, m- I might stand corrected. Um, but uh, yeah, so then Adobe Premiere is what I've been learning on for probably like about maybe a year and a half, maybe maybe even just a year. I don't know. Um, and I just kind of went from there, learning it myself, YouTube videos, learning about the Adobe suite in general, pulling over infographics and various graphics, blah, blah, blah. It's probably all jargon. It's not, it's not important. Um, and I just started editing on my YouTube. And from there, I just, I mean, like I said, I've never been like an editor. Like I've never been someone that dedicates themselves to being a like full-time video editor like most people do you see on twitter and stuff but Mm. it's always been like a passion of mine alongside you know like the photoshop side of it and the photography and stuff like that so it's always been something that i've dabbled in i've always wanted to like get more into it with my channel it's just the time especially now i work as a web and media developer which is someone that like does all the photos does all the videoing does all the editing works like eight, nine hour shifts and also is out 12 hours a day. So it's like, it's finding that time. And that's the key thing. Like when you do a bunch of your time with sacred icon stuff. Yep. Yep. You're a thief, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So yeah, like it, and then from there, I mean, I put, I don't know what video it was. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, but like what video it was where, you know, you kind of picked me up and thought, you know what, this guy would be all right to edit our videos, but. Yeah, I think uh, because the first one, I think it was, I don't know, it was was me and Josh talking because Mm. that's the one where you inserted yourself like editing in the video. Yes, yes. That's the cool thing. I think that's what's probably made it uh, workable to have Joe do the videos for us because two things I've stuck to is one, I'm like, take as much time as you need. You know, I'm not like, I need this video by tomorrow. I'm like, if you need a week or if you need two, whatever. Because my thing is like, because me and Josh know from experience with the podcast and stuff, like... If you get to the point where you're fatigued or you're only doing the content because of some kind of obligation, mm. it starts to suck. 
and it's not fun and you don't want to do it. But if you tell somebody yeah. like, hey, if you need a week or two, whatever, you know, go ahead, then they're more likely to put their, their heart and soul into it. And then I was yep. also like, I also pretty much when I hand over the audio, I'm like, here's the audio. This is the topic. Make whatever video you want. I'm never like, make sure you get this scene from Halo 4. Yeah. Make sure you get this thing. I'm like, just do whatever you want. So I think mm-hmm. it's a, it kind of frees your mind up a bit. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's been really it's been really cool having you do that. I, the YouTube has got more consistently uh, viewers consistently checking the mm-hmm. videos out. More people have sent me messages or comments saying like they love the videos. Some people <laughs> have started to reference us as a YouTube channel instead of a podcast, which mm. is neat because we definitely it's been podcasting bit. way longer. Um, but yeah, we really have enjoyed having you do that. And, uh, yeah, dude, I think you're fantastic. I think it's cool. Um, you, you, sometimes you stream yourself, uh, editing, mm. at least our videos. I don't know if you've edited your own videos on stream. Uh, I have. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. But I watched you editing the one video of us, which it sucks that not enough people got to see it. We couldn't put it up because of copyright, but I watched, yes. I watched Joe <laughs> and we were talking about Joe Staten in the video and mm. Joe was editing um, like a scene from is it Batman Begins or Dark Batman Begins think, the ending yeah the yeah the ending of Batman Begins where like Batman like kind of jumps off a building and glides toward the screen but he put <laughs> Joe Staten's face on Batman <laughs> and it played the Christopher Nolan Hans Zimmer music and then it went to the credits and the credits was like directed by Joe Staten produced by <laughs> Joe it was just it was so good but of course you know YouTube wouldn't allow <laughs> it so that didn't, it didn't make the cut but it was yeah. it was so much fun and watching you do. The video editing, I can tell you have a blast, and uh, it's just, it's just great, man. I hope, uh, I mean, obviously, nothing lasts forever, but I hope you're here for a long time. Uh, yeah, man, helping us out. Well, at the moment, I'm not going anywhere. That's for damn sure. And I appreciate all those kind words because I do try and like do my best to put like 110 percent effort into your content as much as my own. It's not like I'm just going, uh, sure, like man. it's like it's sacred icon. It's not my own, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not like that. Obviously, like I'm trying to put as much effort in um as i possibly can with obviously the audio that you give me and stuff which i'm always appreciative as as well like you give me that freedom of like working wherever i want with whatever i want um as long as i i mean there'll be certain like requirements like bleeping out swear words or whatever or well, yeah i had whatever, the most but... recent one josh dropped the f-bomb pretty hard so i was like yeah well, put something over that and I, that's the thing i was like i want you to just bleep out josh's f-word and then he put in the wort, wort, wort elite sound over it. Which, <laughs> or, or, you know, I didn't tell him to do that, so I was like, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's, it's super fun and enjoyable. Um, and, and of course, for you guys listening, yeah, I do pay Joe to do the editing, but it's not what he should be paid for what he's doing. <laughs> it's a very low amount, so it's still, to me, it's like there's there's like a uh, maybe like a, a 30% I pay for, and then the 70% you're just helping us out. Yeah, um, I mean... So, yeah. Hey, bro. It's a it's a pleasure. I mean, when when you hit me up and it was probably like eleven o'clock, half eleven. I was getting ready for bed and I was like chilling and I was like, okay, like time for bed. And then I see Brian pop up and it's like, and I don't think I knew you very much at that time. Like I didn't I didn't know you know you like I know you now. And um, I was like, like oh, what? what? He was like, what would you say? You always say like, hey, hey, man, you around? Like that's your that's your phrase. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know I had a phrase. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. I've, I've noticed it. I've noticed it. You. Uh, <laughs> it's that's like. It's, it's like I need a weapon, <laughs> like like that's that's your phrase. Um, hey, yeah, bro, you um, there? Hey, you around? <laughs> hey, bro, you there? Um, yeah, and uh, he he just approached me and was like, "Do you want to? We're looking for someone to edit videos." And I was just like, "What?" Like just the fact that like you like one of the largest sacred icon like podcasts and one of the best communities in Halo like wanted to like 
hit me up and even offer the chance to to edit for you was like oh my god that is incredible and i'm so i'm grateful and it's an absolute honor to do it for you because i love the feedback i love doing all the the, the edits from the from the um sort of like you know the discussion snippet like tidbits the the more interview youtube exclusive ones and also like we did earlier the um sort of montage to uh to uh, master chief journey all the way through from you know installation 04 to Z- uh, zeta halo so i am i'm just i'm just happy to do it man it's a, it's a pleasure that, and that man that makes me feel so good i it's so cool of you to say that man because like me and josh so often just feel like regular dudes and then people and then we get a message or somebody mm. somebody says something to us or like or even like someone will come to our discord and then i'll say hey what's up and they'll be like are you the Brian from Sacred Icon? <laughs> Holy shit. Like, yeah, I mean, my Discord, I didn't think that was yeah. a huge deal. But <laughs> no, it's super cool, man. We hope that because like I know like in the Halo community and on Twitter and our podcast, mm. we're a big name. But like the yeah. YouTube, we haven't been at for too long. we got about 22.3K subscribers. We haven't been doing this long. But I, I told Joe, and I'm saying it now, I'm like, you know, if, if, if that YouTube blows up like we hope it does, we can continue to get some traction there. Like, I mean obviously Joe's an equal partner on that stuff because my, the mm. videos just can't be done without him. I mean, if you go back and you look, you go back, I don't know, three, four months, you can see videos I edited and I think they were competent enough to watch, but they were nothing okay. special, just very base level. Like here's the topic. And then the footage touches on what yeah. I'm talking about. But uh, sure. yeah, it's so great to have you, man. Um, I don't know. Before we get out of here, is there anything else you kind of wanted to like say or talk about? Or hmm. I mean, a statement you want to make about infinite or i don't know man i just want to give you the platform to say whatever also i mean we can wait till we get to the very end here but like plug your own youtube and shit like that that'd be cool so um statement or something i want what's to your make? favorite game of all time and if favorite it's not, game of all time Ooh. i think well okay if it's halo then what's your favorite game that's not halo and then if it and then also tell us what your favorite halo is yeah See, I get asked this question a lot. I mean, everyone does when they're in gaming um, or any kind of hobby. What's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? Yeah. And it's like, how do you even pick, you know? Like, yeah. like, I've always said, like, overall, probably my favorite game of all time is probably The Witcher 3. But that's Very good choice. only if there was a gun to my head and they were like, you got to pick one, otherwise I'm shooting. Yeah, um, <laughs> otherwise I'm shooting. <laughs> um, but, like, honestly, like, I have like a top 10 list or oh, I don't really have it. It fluctuates very regularly um, with the weather. But I think honestly, it's like so many Halo 3, Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2. Basically, every Bungie, not every Bungie, I'd say Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3 are like in my top 10 easily. You got like the new God of War, you got the Witcher 3, like they're all they're all there. Um, it's so hard to pick. I, I couldn't I couldn't give you one. But like I said, gun to my head, Halo 3. That game's yeah. special. No, I mean, um, great choices, man. I mean, yeah. Halo Two is my favorite game of all time. Yeah, so, yeah, I know, yeah. Um, just, just love those games. But great uh, pick. All right, man. Um, well, I guess we'll we'll end this on a on a short and sweet note, dude. I'm so glad that you could be on here to share your Halo journey story with us and talk about yeah, your video editing. And um, we'll be getting. I mean, the next video I know that I'm going to have Joe do is going to be our spoiler-free uh, coverage with mm. Alex Ruspis about the um, Halo Divine Wind book. So that should be going up hopefully in a couple days. But like I said, if Joe needs another week, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'll try <laughs> but, and get it. Uh, yeah, dude, we're so happy to have you here. We hope you feel um, as appreciated as we 
are appreciative of mm-hmm. you. We're super appreciative. Definitely. I know Josh is going to be like, on one hand, he's going to be jealous that he didn't get to record <laughs> here with us, but he's also going to be like, shit, I got something to work. I got something to listen to at work tonight. You know, so. <laughs> He'll like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead and give us before we get out of here, Joe. Give us your like your your YouTube, your Twitter handle, whatever kind of stuff um, you want to give out. Yeah. Well, you can find me on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Small Print TV. So S M A L L P R I N T T V. Um, you can find me all at those places if you want to connect with me live. Obviously, Twitch is the place. If you want to see a slightly at the moment inactive YouTube, I'm trying to work on things. Um, but obviously, there's only so many hours in a day. I wish it was 36, but there's 24. You can find me on obviously the YouTube at Small Print TV, and you can basically find me on Twitter if you want to follow me on there for Halo and general video game chats about the industry and all the stuff that goes on over there. So yeah, um, I appreciate you having me on, Brian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, th- yeah, dude, this is a lot of fun. An hour or whatever went very, very quickly. I'm hoping sometime I'm we can maybe after maybe after Infinite, uh, it'd be cool to have uh, like four of us on here at once, like oh, take turns, boy. like. Me and Josh, and like you know, you and Aaron, and then the next time, me mm. and Josh, Prey, and and Fobear, and like oh, just kind of all share our yeah. thoughts. And I wish we could have all of us in here at once. We don't have, can't get that many on a recording, but maybe we'll yeah. Them out. But uh, I mean, yeah, man, this is this is cool. This will be this will definitely be mm. the last time I talk to you over recording um, before Halo Infinite, which is crazy. Yeah. to think we'll be playing that soon. So. <laughs> That's that's super exciting. But uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred.